This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome back to another episode of us talking to you. I just did like a little da-da-da. That's a thing. It's called something. It's not a perfect fifth. Perfect is a CBS, NBC, tone, name. Yeah, I think that's NBC. (laughs) Yeah, it isn't. The Peacock. Um, Yeah, it is. Well, we're recording this way earlier than we normally record our episodes Just so you guys know, we usually record on like Monday or Tuesday, the week of the release of the episode. But we're recording this one early because Claire's going on spring break. Spring break, woo! Party! Just imagine me flashing you, except when I'm flashing you, I'm wearing a base layer. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's where I'm going on spring break, I'm going skiing. I mean, it just reminds me of MTV spring break days where that was like the goal. I actually No, I'm thinking of Kitty from Arrested Development. Oh yes, absolutely! Be a margarita in my mouth. God, Judy Greer, be a margarita in your mouth. Yes, there will. I I love such a good character. Such a good character. Say goodbye to these, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm not going to explain it. You're just going to have to watch. You're just going to have to watch Arrested Development. Arrested Development is the only show that I felt like lived up to the hype after I got into it. Like I hate shows where like you just got to get into it. And Arrested Development is the only show where I actually like really stuck it out for the first couple episodes and was like, oh, okay, I get it now. God, it's so good. So good. Um, So Spring Break, Party Time, MTV, Spring Break lives in my mind as like the place that I wanted to go. But I wasn't really cool enough. I actually, I wouldn't say cool enough. Let me think how to say this PC. I wasn't like... I wasn't like... Hot girl summer enough. Yes, that's thank you. I was like, I don't want to use the word like slutty because whatever, you know, slutty's fine. It's not like hot girl but summer enough. I wasn't, I really wasn't. I wasn't that. And I just, there's a part of me that really wanted to be and I just wasn't. And I would see all these girls on MTV spring break and all the fun they were all having. And anyway, so you're going on spring break. I mean, yeah, we, uh, we're going to Steamboat with some friends, my friend Amanda, who, um, she, I think I've talked to, I know I've talked about her on the podcast for, she's my other podcast friend. That's not other than Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> um, and Heather is moving to Longmont. So all my podcast friends are living in Longmont now, which is great. Uh, maybe one day we can have like podcast meetup in Longmont. Actually, this really cute tiki restaurant just opened in Longmont and like tiki? their, yeah, their bar, they built like a big pirate ship. So when you are, you go to the bar, you're like, you like walk into this big pirate ship. Oh, that sounds fun. Right. And then it's all like, like you can, and then it's pretty good food like they have mm-hmm. like poke bowls and stuff and it's like island kind of obviously uh but so you know you could just get yourself like a pina colada in a pirate ship that sounds lovely right Sign so maybe anyway yeah. one day someday mm-hmm. maybe we can all do that for the podcast the, and uh anyway the point of the story is we're going to see with amanda and her family <laughs> she has two kids also um her daughter is around evie's age and her like right around evie's age and her son is like a little just a little tiny bit older than miles. And so it's actually so perfect because then we can hang out and her husband like used to be a ski patroller. Like the parallels between our lives and our family members are very helpful. A little uncanny. And she also likes to bake and eat soup. I'm not actually convinced that she likes to eat soup that much, but I do always feed her soup when she comes over and she's very very gracious about it. (laughs) I do always feed her soup and she eats it. Therefore (laughs) it's like, what's that parks and rec? It's between Leslie and I can't remember the other character. And she's like, 
the punchline is that she's trying to explain, somebody's trying to explain to Leslie, like, I don't like Harry Potter. I tried to tell you and you made me watch all those movies. And Leslie's like, what are you talking about? You love Harry Potter. You've seen all the movies. It's like, you made me watch them. Yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You love soup. You, I feed it to you every time you come over here. Like you're always feeding me soup. I don't even like it. What are you talking about? So yeah, we're going to go skiing and it should be really fun. We haven't taken a trip like this. The last time we went to Durango last year for a couple of days, similar type of trip. My biggest insecurity about this trip, my worry is that Evie still sleeps in a crib at home, which she's over three years old. Like the time is ripe for her to get out, but she hasn't climbing out of her crib. Like why would I unleash my child at night willingly? <laughs> it's so true. And like, let me just say side note, still to this day, the funniest thing in the world is someone who posted something on the internet around like the scariest thing is waking up to a child standing just next standing to you. Standing silently next staring. to her bed. <laughs> the visual of that, like, you just don't need if you if you can avoid it, like let's just keep her leashed. Just keep them in there. And a, a lot of people do transfer their kids like around between age two and three because their kids start climbing out. For some reason, Evie just has like never she has never gone on that path. Knock on wood. And we moved Miles out of a crib so early, like way, way, way too early. Like he was barely even two. I remember that. Yeah. Because um, if any parents are out there listening, being like, yes, Claire, share your tips for getting your kid out of a crib. Here are my tips. Don't do it unless you have to. <laughs> if your kid is climbing out, I'm sorry. But what, what we did with Miles, he was in a in a Waldorf. Or he was in a Montessori and a Waldorf. Both Montessori and Waldorf use like floor beds, right? Like there is there they don't put them in cribs for naps. So I thought, oh, he sleeps like in a floor bed at school. This should be an issue. And when he was maybe right around two years old. We had he still was not potty trained at all, which is common too. Is early for potty training. Um, I, I I give these like annotations because I know that it's hard to know like what age is normal for kids to do things. If you even if you have older kids, you forget. We had had it. We had always had him in a pack and play because we'd always lived in like a tiny apartment with him, and a pack and play is significantly smaller than a full size crib. And so we moved into the, our house and we kept him in the pack and play. One day during nap time he pooped in his diaper and spread the poop all in the pack and play. And it, like the sides of the pack and plays are mesh. So just imagine that. And it was like, I came into his room and immediately it was like, well, this pack and play is trash now. I am not going to pack and plays are also only like a hundred bucks. Like I was like, there was nothing on this earth that was going to get me like scrubbing the poop out of the mesh of this pack and play. So I was like, okay, it's fine. We can just move into a floor bed. And then that resulted in like probably close to a year of having to sit in his room with him while he fell asleep ever again. And so people have been like, oh, like I have some friends who have kids around Evie's age who are still in cribs. And they're like, when are you transferring Evie to a bed? Like, when did you transfer miles? I'm like, well, I Evie will stay in a crib until high school if she'll let me because of like my trauma because of that experience yeah baby miles anyway so i'm wow. worried about our trip because we there it doesn't have a crib so she's going to be in a queen bed and we bought these like bumpers yeah like a like a hospital bed mm-hmm. railing uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's my biggest worry so i'm not going to get any sleep because evie is going to be well, on the all night yeah it's going to be fun you're going to be have an unleashed toddler <laughs> and she's not the kind of kid who like can sleep in your bed and just chill like if she's in my bed she's just sitting there like poking me in the face like hey mom hey hey mom I'm like it's two in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay. Good luck with that. So maybe not so much a relaxing spring break. I am excited. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, somebody said once, and I don't know where this quote comes from, but like traveling with kids is not vacation. It's just a trip with your kids. <laughs> yep. A lot of managing. A lot of managing. A lot of stuff um, to pack. But I did buy like three hundred dollars worth of real of all the pr- the primo snacks. Oh yeah. 
Because that is key for traveling with children. Super key. Mm -hmm. We're seeing this really nice Airbnb, which we got upgraded because our original Airbnb had a maintenance issue. So we got upgraded into like this whole townhouse situation. It has a private sauna. Oh my gosh. I know. That's exciting. When you guys listen to this, I'll actually be back. We get back on Wednesday night, but... I will have just spent hopefully at least some time in a private in sauna. In a private sauna. Well, great. Lounging. Ooh. Can't wait to hear it goes what. <laughs> I was just, my mind immediately went to like, oh, I should bring my starter because I bet I could really rise the oh, bread in a sauna. Oh my God. By the way, I am so, I'm just tickled and I never use that word about the response of people with the whole bread kneading thing from the last episode. I mean, that it really makes me feel so seen where people are like, this is a true Claire moment. Like it really is a true Claire moment. And it's like a true joy in Claire moment. Well, yes, exactly. You knew what I was doing. I was like, for sure, she's kneading bread. It looks like she's kneading bread. What is she doing? She's multitasking. But not only that is just when people reposted and said, you know, this is a true, this is why I listen to this podcast. I was like, yes, because no one ever in the history of podcasts, you're never going to get this. You're never going to get this alone. It's true. So thank you guys for uh, supporting us. For seeing us our, our bread moment. Seeing our bread moment and seeing us for who we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was thinking about spring break, I was thinking about how much I do miss scheduled breaks, I guess, you know, like back in the school day when you had scheduled breaks and then I wanted, and then my mind went to just, let's just take a moment and shout out to teachers. <laughs> Just shout out to teachers. I wish you got like a month of spring break. And like four shout times out, your salary. Shout out to teachers. Yes. Okay. Um, quick update. I'm, I'm never going to like say dates on this podcast ever again because they constantly move. So when we record this, the date could always change again. But when this episode releases, we are supposed to <laughs> be getting the puppy the day this episode releases on March 24th. Let's hope that is still the case. When this really I can't remember if we talked about this on last week or not, but like these are all it's a, it's a fluid process. There's a oh, lot it's of very pieces. there's so it's very Tetris. So with canine companions, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of arranging. There's a lot of flights to get planned for shipping puppies. So there's a lot going on. So uh, I understand why these things happen. And we always have to be really flexible. But we thought it was going to be the 18th. And we're like, so excited. We're so excited. And not only that, we won't know which puppy we're getting till like the day before. So that just kind of adds to the excitement of like, which one are we getting? I am in a bunch of private Facebook groups, probably five or six Facebook groups that are dedicated to just CCI puppy raisers or people in Colorado who raise puppies or whatever, you name it, there's a Facebook group for it. And man, are we nuts? Like we go crazy. Which litter? Does anybody know of any litters that are born that are coming to Colorado? Like you try to find out beforehand. It's like really cute how much sleuthing goes on behind the scenes. I was about so, to say, do you guys all have like a theory about what? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, and then, and then there's breeder caretakers. So just a quick fun fact is like all the breeder caretakers. So the people who have the dogs that like help raise the little babies like before all they're still before they're weaned before they're weaned yeah so they take they're called the breeder caretakers and they're specific people that volunteer for cci they all have to be in california i think like within a certain amount of like miles from santa rosa the regional office even it's like very specific but they'll be on facebook posting all the litters that are born and you're just like ooing and eyeing over these little babies and then the breeder caretakers will see someone post about oh, I'm getting a puppy next week. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, it might be from my litter. So then you're just like looking at their litter. And it's just, it's really cute how crazy we all go. But now I get it, you know, being in 
the CCI community. You know, when I was just working with JT, it's such a different experience just being a graduate. And now that you're a puppy raiser, I'm like, yeah, I get it. And I also get why Canine Companions, bless their hearts, I love them so much. And they do such a good job of making sure they kind of keep the puppy raisers at bay because some can get a little too over-involved. So now I know why they make such a good like boundary between people who graduate with a Canine Companions dog. They don't put pressure on them to like keep in touch with the puppy raiser. Now, one would think like, why wouldn't you want to keep in touch with a puppy raiser? But there truly are just some people who like can't maintain communication like that. Or, you know, there's a million different reasons. So they do, CCI does a really good job of like making sure that puppy raisers know like, hey, when you give this dog back to us, like you may not get a lot of communication about it. And so it's just really, it's really interesting how they have to balance all of that. But I see a lot of behind the scenes now that I'm in all these private Facebook groups of like puppy talk and how people get so into like the lineage of these dogs, posting pictures of the parents of these puppies. It's so, it's so cool. It's really cute. So anyway, so that is the update on when we're going to get this new puppy. You really want to be paying attention to social media today if that's the case, because we are going to be all puppy, puppy Oh my gosh, extravaganza. I've, saved, I've saved so many reels, audios about puppies that I'm just going to make you send me like constant videos of puppies and make all these puppy Great. reels. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. The best. I just can't wait to snuggle. Oh, little baby. Oh, this little baby belly. Oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And you know, we're talking to JT. We're going to be like, all right. We will protect you from the shark teeth biting your face. Uh, yeah, we're preparing the cats. Although one of the cats is so mean, she doesn't care. She loves it. She loves to bully the dogs. But and like, then yeah, bring, bring me another subject into my kingdom. Exactly her personality. That's one thousand percent her personality. She's like, yes, one more person that I can be mean to. So uh, the other quick update that is always fluid and changing, but I think I think we have a date set for April for the bone marrow donation. So that okay. is. I'm not going to give the exact date and I'm not going to bank on it, but that is that make, made me feel better because I was really bummed out when it was pushed and again. I know last time that it was pushed, a lot of people asked us like, well, what happened is the person okay? And like, the reality is you don't, you have no idea. All you know is like, it's a go or it's not a go. Right. Yeah. And, and last time, and this is really where you just kind of learn along the way. But last time I did ask my caseworker, I was like, is there any can you give me any information why? Only because, and I told her, I said, I don't really, I guess it's not my business, but there was a part of me that was so just like defeated again after three, four reschedulings that I'm like, I just need, I need something. Like I need some type of reason. And then I got over it because I'm like, it's really not my business. And I didn't find out why. I think it's just mostly like kind of how I have to figure out how to navigate it emotionally and how hard it is to like really put your feelings on the side because it's not about you. It is about you, but it's not about you. So that's that's kind of the the thing that I went yeah. through. But so it's going to be, if all goes to plan, it'll be in April and uh, I'll be posting just more from the, the standpoint of like how easy it is and, you know, knock on wood, it should be fairly painless and easy and um, how important the how important it is to get on the registry for people. You know, I saw a post on, you can follow Be The Match on Facebook and Instagram at Be The Match. And I saw this post yesterday of a little girl whose donor didn't respond. They found a full match, but the donor didn't respond. And just how important it is to have maybe multiple 
options for somebody because it's very likely that maybe a donor like changed their mind. You just never know and how sad these parents were because they were really excited about having a full match donor and then they haven't heard from the donor and it's just like, oh, it just breaks your heart when you hear these stories. So um, just to kind of be aware of that and maybe how you can get on the registry. Okay. So we have some super fun Q and A's for the rest of the episode. We asked you guys for some random silly questions and you really delivered, but first let's take a quick minute to talk about our favorite sponsor, Ned. We love Ned. You know about them. You love them. These are the CBD products that we absolutely love and use every single day. I lately have been getting more and more into the balance products, like the, the which are really formulated around hormone balance and I find that they help me just to feel throughout my cycle and throughout the day, even just to take the edge off of some of those natural swings that happen. And I think that's the beauty of CBD products is they never make me feel overly medicated. It doesn't fully like dull the things that I'm feeling, but it just takes the edge off of the things and you know the the diff- more difficult aspects of being a human and really helps you manage through those moments and manage the ups and downs a little bit more because it can help you take the edge off. So that's the product I've been loving really a lot lately. You know, we had this is a real life review. We had a listener contact us because the sleep blend is new and improved and they really want you to check that out. We had a listener message us and say, you know, I've had problems sleeping my entire life and the Ned sleep blend is the answer for me. Like I've been sleeping so well. And I'm like, yes, that's so exciting. And it really does work. Give it a try. They have a money back guarantee. No questions asked. We love them. And if you have not yet checked out the episode with Rhett Taylor, please do so. It's a wonderful, wonderful episode. He's such a good human. And after the episode, you'll just feel good because he's just a feel good person to listen to. And it's Ned's birthday month. So if you'd like to give their new and improved sleep blend a try, Joy and Claire listeners get 21% off with code Joy for the month of March only. So it's the best offer of the year. Now's the time to try it. Visit helloned.com forward slash joy to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 21% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. All right, guys, we have some really fun questions. Let's dive in. Here's the first one. The strangest item in your fridge? Probably a green powder from like six years ago that I cannot... I can't force myself to throw away. Oh, on brand for you. (laughs) Because it was so expensive, but I didn't end up using the whole thing. But I can't force, I can't like let myself throw it away. (laughs) Um, Mine is probably, I have like a lot of really random condiments. Um, At my last job when I was working in the natural products industry, we constantly were sampling like these random, random condiments, compliments, condiments. And so I have like this like chili crisp, but it's like a Mexican version of chili crisp. Um, It's really sort of smoky flavored and that's really good. I feel like my pantry actually is where my weird stuff is. So not a lot of weird stuff in my fridge. I do have a lot of chicken feet in my freezer though. Okay. What is your favorite toothpaste? I feel like you just glossed over chicken feet. And I was like, it's for bro. It's for yeah, broth. I get yeah, frozen I get chicken it. feet from the yeah. store. They make mm-hmm. great broth. They're high in collagen and it makes you feel like a witch. She's like, ha ha ha. Well, I mean, during this like big your goal is to live cottage in a witch. cottage, witch, live in a cottage and make soup like a mossy cottage with just like a big soup pot all the time. And I'm just yeah. doing sort of like hey, all the way around. All the time. I think that's a great goal for you. Thanks. Sorry. What was the question? <laughs> What's your favorite toothpaste? Well, <laughs> It sounds so old, but my teeth are really sensitive, you guys. So I have to use Sensodyne. (laughs) 
And I love it because it works. Um, I go back and forth between, I do still sometimes use those little tablets, the bite tablets. I never tried those. You were the Instagram influenced. I know. I was influenced by a late night ad. I think this was back when I was like breastfeeding Evie, which like shout out to all the breastfeeding people out there because there is nothing like a 2 a.m. impulse buy when you're breastfeeding. And I feel like this is an affliction that we all have to deal with. I laughed so hard when you described it. I don't know if you remember saying this, but it's still stuck in my memory because it's so funny. Is you're like, I feel like these Instagram ads target new moms who just need their life a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Just like a, just like a little incremental ad. Just tiny bit better. I also have this like really expensive, you can't see it. It's like right outside the frame of my Zoom. This really expensive lumbar pillow that I bought during that time. Super cute. Anyway, so I do like the bite. There, which are these dry tablets. They look sort of like a breath mint and then you chew them up and they become as your uh, saliva mixes with it, it becomes toothpastey or you get your toothbrush wet. The one thing that I never really got used to though, and I think just after a lifetime of using like commercial toothpaste, I really want that like sharp minty feeling. And you don't really get that from that those toothpaste tablets. So I typically just use like Crest or Colgate, like very standard, whatever, whatever's on sale at Target. Now, do you have like good teeth genes? Because I know that there's there tends to be like, I don't know if there's, I talked to my dentist about this recently because I had to go in for a checkup. And historically, my family doesn't have like good luck with teeth, meaning like there's, we get cavities easily. Like my dad's had a lot, had to have a lot of dental work done. So I have to be really on top of it. I was using those little pickers. I use those little like handheld disposable pickers, which probably aren't the best for the environment. But I was like, oh, it's convenient for me because I wasn't like sitting and flossing every day. She's like, actually don't use those because you can't get like under the tooth, like flossing, you can really like get into the gums and under the tooth. So I'm really sad about that. But I really have to pay attention to my teeth hygiene or else I get cavities like crazy. I think I think I'm like average amount of cavity predisposition. I will say so my dad played hockey when he was a kid and in college. And so he had a lot of teeth knocked out. And so he's had a lot of like bridges and crowns and stuff put in. And my dad's in his late 70s at this point or mid mid to late 70s. And so I've just like watched him my whole life go through these just months and months long with like tens of thousands of dollars of dental work. So it does, even though his comes from a place of like dental injuries, it does motivate me to not ever want to have to do that. That was a lot of information about teeth. That's important. Uh, okay. So a lot of people ask for more marriage hacks. I don't really have any good marriage hacks right now. I don't have like a go-to right now. I don't have a go-to. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like Scott has been doing one on me. So I guess I could flip the, the tables is he will, he know <laughs> he does this thing where, okay, if I'm like in the middle of something or I'm busy, he will come into the house. Like, let's say he's doing yard work outside and he wants my opinion on something he's doing, but he will come into the house and he's kind of like the Kool-Aid man where he'll just barge in and he'll be like, I need you come look at this. And so There's nothing more frustrating to me than when I'm in the middle of something and somebody just like tries to yank you away and be like, hey, I need you for a second. Or I want to be like, I'm in the middle of something. What can I, can can you give me five minutes or whatever? So he does that all the time. That's one of like a pet peeve of mine. The irony is if I were to do that to him, he would be really like flustered and annoyed. But when he does it to me, he's just like, oh, it's just like 30 seconds. He will literally come in and... (laughs) He goes, okay, can you help me out for just like 30 seconds? And he does it in this way of just like very like gently trying to present it. Not like, hey, I need you come over here. He'd be like, I just need like 30 seconds of your time. 
I look at him and I give him like a huff and then he stops and he goes, how is my presentation? <laughs> like, okay, fine. So then he turns it into a joke, meaning like he knows that I hate when he yanks me. And I always say that. I'm like, don't yank me around. I like don't like being yanked. He now knows to like not yank me around and like say, I just need 30 seconds of your time. And try to like soften the blow by like being like, well, how'd I do? Yes. Or, you know, some of the times he'll be like, yeah, because if it's just very aggressive, if I'm in the middle of something, it it drives me crazy because I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's really probably not yeah. a great characteristic on my part. But I mean, you know, whatever you like, you like what you like. I don't really have a go to right now. And I can't really think of anything that Brandon's like really hacking me with either. <laughs> I will say for transparency and to make anybody else out there maybe feel a little bit less worried about, I feel like marriage is really one of those areas. And what, the reason we talk about marriage hacks and the reason that sometimes we sort of gripe about our husbands is to try to normalize the like kind of day-to-day griping yeah. that happens in marriages. And I think it's not it's so normal. It's yeah, it's so normal. It's and it's so not normal. talked about a lot. And no. I think that you can really, it's particularly with your marriage, get into this place of like, oh, I'm the only one yeah. who like nitpicks or I'm the only one, you know, and that must mean that like my marriage is doomed. I think, you know, it's been really, it's always really helpful for me. We always talk about this group text. We have with Joy and Jess. I'll text them and be like, do your husband, does your husband do X, Y, Z? And they're all like, oh yeah, all the time. I'm like, okay, good. It's not just like my unique failing marriage. <laughs> like this no. is like a human thing. Right. Um, in the spirit of that, I will say Brandon and I have been in couples therapy now for maybe four months. And I feel like actually at first it really made things worse because it makes you sit down and like really dig up all the stuff that you typically just sort of either bury or like gloss over. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to come out of the period where I feel like it's making things worse pretty soon. I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But like I remember, it has to get bad before it gets better. Right. Like, cause you really have to sit there and be like, oh, wow, this is a pattern and this has been going on for a long time and that sucks. Or like, oh, wow. You know, I, I tend to just push past those moments, but if I sit and really like sit in them, they're painful. Boo. Yeah. Relationships are hard. I was talking to someone recently who was kind of like, oh, I'm not in a relationship and I really want to be in one. And I I get that feeling. I've been in that feeling. I just always say relationships are so much work. They are not a cakewalk. Sometimes being single is real uh, appealing to think about. (laughs) But at the end of the day, working through tough stuff really does bring you closer. But it's it is hard work and it is constantly fed on social media, like perfect relationships and blah, blah, blah. And look how happy we are. And it just, I never feed into that crap. I'm like, nope, it's not real. It is not real. Or especially celebrities. Like, oh my gosh, the way they... The way they kind of glamorize and like I fall more in fantasy. love with you every day. Oh I don't my fall more in love God. with anyone every there's day. No, there's no way that happens. There's no way Not that's even happening. My dog. And so anytime they kind of glamorize, and especially right now, I <laughs> I was watching the Ellen interview with Kim Kardashian recently where she was talking about Pete Davidson and just whatever. I it, like he's got like four tattoos of her and she's like, it's really cute. And I just wanted to be like no, you're just in the honeymoon phase. Of course, it's really cute. Like, of course, and everyone, and she just had that like new relationship glow, which is great, but it doesn't last so, forever. Like, like Tom Hanks jumping on Oprah's couch. Situation. Tom Cruise, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. I'm sorry, like, Tom Hanks. I apologize for ever. Please do not ever Cruise. speak ill of him like that again. Oh, but yeah, it's exactly like that. And that is meant to be like that for six months to maybe eight months, but then it dies off and it's meant to die off because
pieces and you kind of have to develop different intimacies. But everyone always kind of looks at that piece as like, oh my gosh, if we get out of that, then I'm doomed. Our relationship is doomed because I never feel it's kind of, (laughs) I hate to say it. It's like, you know, the first time I've never done like cocaine or anything, but like the first time you do like a stimulant or some type of drug that like makes you feel super, super good, you're never going to get to that point again. It's the same thing with relationships. You're just never going to reach that level. I don't know how I just compared that to cocaine, but whatever. Okay. So next question. Yep. (laughs) Do you think about the order you eat things in a meal? Like, do you take one bite of this, one bite of that, or do you just go for it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love to mix food. Yeah. You are a chaotic eater. (laughs) Chaotic? Yeah. Like there's no rhyme or reason. You just are sort of, it's just sort of like, because I do a little bit, I don't like plan out, but I definitely, the closer I get to the end of the meal, the more strategic I'm getting. Cause I don't want to like finish all one thing and still have a bunch of something else left. Like I kind of want to finish all my items at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I guess if like flavors are supposed to be going together, I would definitely want some soft, some sauce left for like that chicken, but I don't go in with a plan. Yeah. I, I just want the food in either. my body. <laughs> I just want to eat it. Let's see here. If you had to bake a bread sculpture on Great British Bake Off, what would you make? I love this question. Oh, I feel like we answered this on the show. On the on on your on your Marks Gets at Bake. I think yeah. we, I think we have talked about like our signature cakes and pies, but I don't know if we've ever talked about bread. Like a bread sculpture. All I can yeah. think about is that amazing. Was it a lion that he yeah, made? Yeah, it was God, a lion. That's uh-huh. so amazing. It was so good. There's so many options. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying I, to, th- I'm thinking more realistic, like what's realistic to, because I, I, in terms of my skill level and realistic, it's really not very, <laughs> we're not I going down that, a good place. I think I would make, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and this, I'll parlay this into another question about my bear tattoo with the croissant. But so you guys know, I have this tattoo of a bear holding a croissant. I'll post another picture of it on Instagram stories the day this is released. Cause we always, I think people miss it whenever I post it, but it's just a big bear holding a big croissant and it's, I don't know, maybe six or seven inches. And it's just right on the top of my thigh. But now that that little tattoo is there by himself, I feel like he he needs more like little friends holding food. So I'm going to get an otter, like a sea otter that's holding a bowl of soup. Cause you know how otters like hold things on their tummies. So I'm going to get an otter, like holding a bowl of soup. So cute. So I think that that would be my bread sculpture. It would be like an otter, like holding a, like a little mini like bread boule. Okay. That, that just gives me an idea of putting a sculpture of bread, like a big pool or something to put soup in. Because I do love a bread bowl. Oh, yeah. who doesn't love a bread bowl? Oh, man. Actually, this so is what you think. Good. Wouldn't it be so cute? You could do like, you could make like a bread swimming pool with a little diving board and then you could fill it with soup and then put little like bread floaties. That's so great. That looks like little like, you know, little, like flamingo. That's so great. Let's I, I do would it. win. I think I would win the signature challenge with that one. Yeah. Okay. If you could live in another country, which and why? And we also got asked if you could live anywhere in the United States, where would you live and why? Domestic and abroad. Well, I do love France from when I lived there. I love France, but I also love warmth and I love Costa Rica. When we went to Costa Rica, I feel like that would be such a good vibe because it's warm and it's chill and the people are so nice. So I'm going to go with kind of what I know, like places that I've been but I would choose the warmth first. So Costa Rica. And then anywhere to live? Are you kidding me? Like Venice, Los Angeles, (laughs) Malibu, any of the Pacific Coast Highway. Southern California, Hollywood adjacent. Yes. My half brother's mom, right? So my dad's a woman that my dad was married to before he was married to my mom. 
but she's like been in my life my whole life because she's the mom of my half brothers. She is moving to Costa Rica with her husband. They went down there for like a month over the winter and they just decided to buy a house. So great. I have a couple of friends who moved there for a stint in their lives and it's just like, it's so beautiful. Such a chill place. So chill. Yeah. Remember that? They were just always like Pura Vida. Yeah. No worries. Like just here, have a coconut. Yep. So great. I just want to live something somewhere where like it's you're just dry, like walking down the road and you're like, oh, the sloth. Well, you know what I loved the most? I don't know if you remember this, but when we were driving around and everyone honks at each other, do you remember this? And I was like, why are they honking? They're like, oh, they're just saying hi. Yeah. So honking in Costa Rica is not like get it it's out like, of the way. Hey honking in Costa Rica is like, hey, what's up? What's up? And so everyone honks and it's so great. And I love it. We need to be more like Costa Rica. Yeah. I think if I could live anywhere abroad, I've really, and like current global problems, not with, I was trying to think of a better word, but current, you know, global issues, notwithstanding, I have always been really curious about living in Germany. It just seems like a cool place to live. I would definitely move to Iceland and I would also definitely move to Ireland uh, or Scotland. Although I think all of those places I just mentioned, my fatal flaw is that I don't know if I could actually survive somewhere with less than like 350 days of pure sunlight, which is pretty much nowhere in the world other than Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then I if I was very move, lucky, I know it's the best. And like, I, I don't know. Although I think I will definitely say as I've gotten older, I feel more drawn to like the days that aren't sunny versus just sort of like enduring them. So I think I'd be okay. And then anywhere in the United States, Encinitas is like my number one goal mm. one day to live in. I love mm-hmm. Encinitas. It's so cute. I love it. And, or I think the other place I would pick, I could see myself in the Pacific Northwest, although there's so many wildfires up there these days. Yeah. Weir- weirdest food combo that you love. <sighs> I don't know if I have one. Is peanut butter and bananas weird? No, not really. Not too weird. I love peanut butter and bananas. I do too. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, let's see. I have a lot, but like, I don't see them as being weird. So I'm not really sure. Like I love, hmm. I used to love as a kid. This is all I can think of. Cause I did not like jelly as a kid. I love jelly now, but for whatever reason, as a kid, I was like, mm, no peanut butter and jelly. So my mom would make me peanut butter and butter sandwiches. And that was delicious. Wow. That does sound pretty good. <laughs> That is like, it's so creamy and so, so creamy. just so soothing. And probably so, yeah. like the Jif peanut butter too. Totally. So yeah, everything was just like, creamed together. It was just peanut butter I and butter. I giving that to Miles for lunch. It sounds like a calorie bomb. Oh, you could really so use great. a calorie Yeah. Bomb. Yes. Yes. Um, weirdest food combo that I love. I mean, I'm just thinking of all the like tinned fish that I love. I know. I feel like I've talked about things in the podcast before you've been like, what? And now I can't think of any. I love adding sauerkraut to things. I love adding mustard to things. Yeah, you uh, definitely oh, have. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I bet the weirdest one that people... This to me is so good, but everyone freaks out when I say it. Honey on avocado toast. Yeah, that's a little weird. It's so good. You got to try it. Salt, honey like, on avocado toast. So avocado okay. toast, yep. honey, and then like flaky sea salt. Okay. You it's know. so good. And in reality, like avocado doesn't have that strong of a flavor. Yeah, and that's so true. When, when you add the honey on top, it just sort of like gives this that like makes earthiness. Sense. It's, it's kind of how they make a lot of, I don't know, is it brownies or shakes or no, yeah, it's with puddings avocados with them. avocados and exactly. like cocoa powder. Yeah. Avocado takes sweetness really well. Highly recommend. If you are an avocado toast person, drizzle some honey on there, a little bit of sea salt next time. Chef's kiss. Uh, what do you consider to be the most perfect weather? Well, I think of Hawaii where you're in that beautiful breeze and the weather's probably 85 degrees. So it's hot, but not too hot. And you have like ocean breeze to cool you off just a little bit. 
perfection. That's a good one. I like, we don't get a lot of rain here in Colorado, but I, my favorite is like when it rains overnight, the next morning, when it, the sun is out, the air is cold and like stuff is damp, but the air is really still and the sun is still shining and you're, you can just smell everything. That's my Yeah. Favorite. I love that. And it's kind of still, oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Fly or be invisible. I feel yeah, like we've answered good. this one before. Yeah. I would either want to speak every language or what's the other one? Have the power to heal. Although I think that would be kind of intense. <laughs> That'd be kind of intense. The power to yeah. heal. Biggest pet peeve. So many. Uh, one pet peeve that makes me crazy that I am dealing with a lot right now. We're refinancing our house and my lender ends all his emails with ellipses. So he's like, let me know you think dot, dot, dot. Or like, nope. I've attached no. these documents, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, just nope. say it. Makes nope. me crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, that reminds me of a pet peeve that used to happen at my old job where I had this person that would always message me, would do, like, for example, are you here? Would do question mark, punctuation mark together. I've done that before, like in text, like I know sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, like yesterday I did it. I asked Jess, how was Hamilton? And I was like excited question mark. So I wanted to express question mark, exclamation point. Like I was excited in the text question, but that it felt aggressive. That's, Any, yeah. If you're it like, felt, are you here? <laughs> question mark. As opposed like, how was Ex- Hamilton? Like, that's, yeah. yeah. Question mark, exclamation mark. Anytime you're combining or doing multiple or doing multiple punctuations, such as two or three question marks, two or three exclamation points, unless you ha- you're doing it with friends who know your humor and voice. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Can't. I agree. Stop it. I wish there was something in between a period and an exclamation point, though. Mm-hmm. That was like, I yeah. want you to know that this is more than just like the casual end of a statement. Right. But I also am not quite ready to elevate it to this right. level. I know. And they do that all the time with like women in communication and emails where we have to, we have a hard time with the period versus the exclamation point. Like we're trying to make sure that we sound really happy. And I want you to know that I'm upbeat. Yeah. And like, I think we got to yeah. let go of that. Yeah. I just go for the smiley face. If you could have lunch with any fictional character, who would it be? And where would you go? Fictional character. I mean, I think that can be like a character on a TV show played by a real person. <gasps> okay. All right. I'm <laughs> immediately in the in the cast of Sex and the City. And I am their best friend. And I am at one of the coffee, coffee shops that they all go to to eat. 1000%. Oh, yeah, my how you just like immediately went into the role. Play yeah. Like, I am their best friend. Yep. 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 <laughs> I mean, my first instinct is like someone from the Harry Potter universe, but I also, I feel like, I feel like it's got to be Liz Lemon. Yeah. I concur and support that And we that go decision. somewhere with a ham sandwich, you know, with some ham. Yeah. Somebody get me some ham. <laughs> oh. Liz Pretty Lemon rock. is probably one of the best fictional characters Absolutely, out there. Absolutely. Of all yeah. time. If your hair could be any color, what would it be? <laughs> as, as I have pink hair right now. Your hair is pink. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to use this time to talk about my, my theory about wigs. Not my theory, but my idea. Okay. So. Uh, I really have always, so I have dark auburn, almost brown at this point in my life hair. When I was a kid, it was like little orphan Annie red and it's just gotten darker throughout my life, which is common. And, but I've always wanted to try out like platinum blonde hair. I know, however, that it would take me months and months and months and realistically thousands of dollars to get my hair to that point. And then what do you do? Then you have to spend months and months and months and thousands of dollars it's going so back much to their direction. It's so because much maintenance. I don't yeah. love my hair super short either. And so like that's not a great option for me. So I feel like what I might do is find myself like a nice, high quality, super light blonde wig and just wear it whenever I want to be blonde. And I feel like mm-hmm. 
there are a lot of people who use wigs just like as an accessory. And I am wondering why I feel like that's, I'm trying to challenge my assumption that that's not an option for me. I'm just trying to think of what I mean by this, because I, I've like had this thought recently of like, why don't I, why, why haven't I felt like this is accessible for me as like an option? Like if I were to like put on a wig and wear it to work, that it would be weird. It's not something that we see a lot or we think that like you, ha- if you, ha- if you're wearing a wig and I know this is completely different for people other than white women. Like I think that wigs in for black women and, you know, are a different are used really as an accessory and used in a different way. But for white women, I think we feel like, oh, you have to have hair loss in order to have a wig. Um, and so I have sort of felt like, oh, I don't want to minimize or I don't want to like, what's that word? Not co-opting, but where you take on something that's not yours to take on. Yeah. Appropriate. Appropriate. Like I don't want to like, right. But also, you know, you're also kind of thinking too, like you have, we associate or at least a lot, there's a lot of thought around if you're wearing a wig, there's, there is either hair loss or there's something health wise going on with you. And you certainly right. don't want to like, you, there's, there's other like outside factors and opinions that come along with that. And because it's, it's just for the reason of you wanting to like try out a different hair color, you're trying to make sure that you're not doing it for like, then I'm not like trivializing something sure, that is like exactly. really profound. Trivi- trivializing right. is a good word. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I'm like, wait, so, you know, and if I want to go out and also, you know, there's like a lot of cheap wigs out there, but I'm like, even if I wanted to spend a thousand dollars on like a high quality wig, that still would probably be half as much as I would spend actually getting my hair to be blonde and actually maintaining that and then bringing it back the other direction. So this is just something I'm noodling on. If you are someone out there who like accessorizes with a wildly different hair colored wig, I would love to hear from you. Because I feel like I could pull it off. Of all the people, I also feel like though, of all the people in my life, if I were to show up at work with blonde hair and have everyone be like, oh, do you dye your hair? And I'd be like, no, it's a wig. I feel like I could say that mm-hmm. more than a lot of other people I know. <laughs> Go downtown to that Denver wig store, try some on. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe just totally. kind of see how it feels too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, and I'd love to hear from people too that have done that. So the answer to me is like surfer platinum blonde. Right. The, because you don't want to dye. And that's, it does. It's a lot of work. It's I a mean, lot of work to dye your hair that color. I would, and I don't even know that I could get there. My hair is like, right. doesn't lift to blonde very easily. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It lifts then. to like yellow. Oh, then yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Favorite coffee order. Pretty simple. I do love a latte. I don't really like anything fancier than that. I like a latte and I also like cortados. You do yeah. love a cortado. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll do a few more. Okay. What kind of co- topping did Claire put on her pumpkin pie? Whipped cream. Like homemade whipped cream, heavy whipping cream that I have whipped mm. myself. So good. I feel like that's my one of my main motivators for eating pumpkin pie is to eat just so much whipped cream. What would JT and River's perfect days look like? JT's perfect day. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've had we've had a couple of really good days with him where we get up, we go for a walk. He likes to sniff things. It's a sunny day, so he likes to roll in the grass. It's his favorite. He's thing such to do. like a putzer. Oh just, my like, gosh. Wants to putz. He loves to roll in the grass when it's sunny. So Scott and I will always like joke, oh my gosh, JT, it's like primes rolling in the grass, whether he loves to roll in the grass. Uh, I would say he also loves to play with friends. So we would have a doggy date, maybe with the neighbors or whatever, like neighborhood dogs, doggy date and give him a good bully stick because he loves bully sticks. Like that's a per, oh, and snuggling. Oh no, no. And, and laying on the bed. So in the mornings, he's not, we don't sleep with him in the bed just because he's so big. We would like have no room to sleep. But in the mornings when we're just like sitting in bed reading or whatever, he gets to lay on the bed with us. And so we get some bedtime and then he loves to cuddle at night. 
So then we would sit on the floor and cuddle with him at night. Aw, he? He's sitting right next to me right now, snoring, Aww, and he just, I was laughing earlier, man. I was laughing earlier because he was making his bed, and I love when he digs in his bed, it's the cutest. Does River do that? Not really. River is too much of a monster. River's favorite d- perfect day would be just unlimited amounts of destruction. Like, she just would love to take your house and just chew it into pieces, She's actually getting a lot better about it. Like she doesn't seek out destruction quite as much anymore, but she would like to. Yeah. Didn't she chew on your couch? She ate the couch. She ripped up the couch. She ripped okay. the whole cushion <laughs> off the couch. Oh, no, I'm laughing. We had it's this, not funny. I know. We had to get a new couch. We had this couch where the cushions, the like seat cushions were sewed into the couch, right? Like it was all one piece because it was like a futon kind of thing where you could lower the back. And so it looked like a, an, it didn't look like a futon. It looks like a couch, but it was all in piece. And she just ripped off one of the cushions. And thankfully it was like a cheap ass couch anyway that I hated, but I didn't hate it. It was fine, but it was a cheap couch anyway. And uh, all that to say, she loves to destroy a, like a long walk. She loves playing with other dogs. I mean, she's only one, like she would get in there with some other dogs big time and she will just play all day long. Like when we send her to dog camp or like doggy daycare, she just goes berserk the whole day. <laughs> Do you get to like watch on cameras? I love that. You know, I I don't know if our doggy daycare has a camera. I haven't ever looked into it, which is shocking. I know. I would like people to tell me what yeah. you've seen on your doggy daycare oh cameras. Gosh. I just like, I, it's just the cutest thing. Like how much fun your dogs are having. Um, This gal, Betsy, that I work with, she has this just hysterical, I think it's a brown dog. It's like about the size of a lab, but it's really scruffy. Like it's one of those dogs that looks like it has a beard. I love that. His name is Waylon and he's like so dorky and he like, he, like he's allergic to grass. Like he's one of those types of dogs oh, where you're buddy. just like, oh, Waylon. <laughs> and she's always looking at him for doggy daycare and she's always like oh all the dogs are playing and Waylon's in the corner (laughs) (laughs) like every time she's like come look at my dog be antisocial I want to ask one more question from JK because he he asked this last time and we forgot to answer it or maybe it was on a it was on a yeah like Instagram question but for the amazing race us two versus the husband's who wins and why oh no question we obviously win I mean JK really here's the thing you know that we're (laughs) here's the thing Joy and I have this dynamic that is, we are very opposite in a lot of ways, but we really complement each other. We're a well-oiled machine. We are a well-oiled machine. Brandon and Scott, if either of them hear this, they are going to disagree with this, but they are opposite in ways that do not complement each other. Right, 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 right. They like, would just repel oil and water. <laughs> like Scott would immediately get so annoyed with Brandon. And then Brandon would immediately think that he was in trouble and like start to like feel bad. And then Scott would feel bad that Brandon felt bad. And Brandon then, like, would internalize it and shut down and yeah. nothing would get done. And nothing would get done. But then Brandon would like want to play it cool. And so he'd act like nothing was wrong. And then Scott would be confused. It would just be like this. Emotional Scott would just want to start like, yeah, planning and fixing things. And it would just not go well. No, not at all. They'd the be thing way about behind. Both Scott and Brandon is that they are both the types of people. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully right now. <laughs> They're both the types of people who need a little bit of direction lest they focus on sort of like the wrong part of the problem. Right, right, right. So they are really good at solving problems and very helpful and like motivated. Yeah. But they both have a hard time prioritizing. Yeah. You know, like a Roomba, if it goes one, you know, like a Roomba just like. (laughs) Just like bumps against the wall and turns like three degrees and yeah it's so helpful but it just like you just like it sets it and it starts going in one direction and then it hits a wall (laughs) oh that's a good analogy yeah Uh, i hope well for example for example you mean this with love so much love. so much love they know this by now but 
Like, well, I hope they do. For example, when we were doing our photo shoot last weekend, I was picking out a bunch of clothes. You know, Claire and I do these little like mini photo shoots you've seen with us doing all the reels. And Scott walked into the closet as I was like getting a bunch of clothes together. And in my mind, I'm like, this is not like we've been doing this often. So it's not like I need to like furiously grab very intentional outfits. Like I don't have a lot of pressure on myself to like pick the right thing. So I'm like grabbing a bunch of things. I know it's going to work and we're going to do this again. So I don't feel like, you know, if we were doing a once a year photo shoot, I have to be very intentional about these outfits. And Scott walks in. He's like, oh, is this like a spring shoot? Do you need like spring colors? And I was like, no, 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 no. And I just looked at him and I said, do not get involved because <laughs> he wanted to help and he wanted to pick out outfits for me. And then he goes, oh, okay, well, if you'd like some direction or feedback, just let me know. And I could tell he was a little like feelings hurt, but I was like in a hurry. And if I was to stop and engage him and have him be a part of the process, it would be another 45 minutes. And I'm like, I got to go in five minutes. I'm done. We're good. I picked it. It's great. And he was like, okay, I could tell he was like a little, he was a little sad about that. But yeah, or like, Brandon is the type of person who like will, I mean, I see these, these like TikToks or reels all the time about this. And like, this would be Brandon where you're like, Hey, we have guests coming over an hour. Can you help me clean? And Brandon like goes out back to reorganize the shed. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what, that's exactly what he does. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, I meant like maybe I love the dishwasher, (laughs) but that's what I mean by like, you give them like a, a Roomba, of, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. where I'm like, I mean, you're, you're not, not. I just need to point I the Roomba you. towards the kitchen. That's really what I need. <laughs> right. So this is why Joy and I would win the Amazing Race. <laughs> there you go, JK. It was a long, windy answer, but you got okay. it. We have way more questions. I know we didn't get to, we barely yes. got to half of them. And a lot of folks who keep asking the same question that we never get to. So we will ask. We yeah. will get We will to get these. to them. At a future episode. Okay. And so thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to support Ned, helloned.com. That's H E L L O N E D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy. Get 21% off your order for the month of March in celebration of Ned's birthday. Thank you for supporting the brands that support our podcast. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can go to our website, joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Thank you for being here and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.